for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, December 1st, 2011, episode 11 of Groovy Post's Attack of the Androids. Like uh, our beautiful intro said, my name is Matt Lee. Joining me tonight, we got Eric back again. What up, Maine? Hey, nice to be here. Hey, nice to have you be here. We also got Jeremy. Lesniak, you missed a couple episodes, but you're back. Traveling the world, you know, but be glad to be back with all you guys. He's a well-rounded man of mystery, and also joining us again, Joey Kelly. What's up, buddy? How we doing tonight, Matt, man? We're great, guys. We're great. This is, like I said, episode 11. This is the first episode. We're doing it live. Just, we'll do it live! I'm... Just, I'm surprised we haven't all been arrested yet. Not yet. We're getting there. You can, <laughs> uh, until we get our own site set up for the live page right now, we're going to just use bufferoverflowshow.com. That's the, another podcast Joey and myself started, so we got a live page there. If you go to bufferoverflowshow.com slash live, you'll see my camera, you'll see Eric, maybe you'll see Jeremy, you'll see Joey pretty soon. Uh, yeah, that's it. If you guys are in the chat, we'll be reading feedback. You can also email show at attackoftheandroids.com. So, got a, a ton of great news. Um, man, where should we start? Has anyone got the Nexus Galaxy Nexus Prime yet? Anybody? No, sir. Man. No, I have not. Do we have a date now yet? We've been waiting. Uh, We've heard rumors. I saw Best Buy no, uh, December 12th. Okay. 10th, 12th. I heard the 9th. I've heard... Ugh, nobody really knows, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, it'll be out when it's out. I went and actually called Verizon stores here locally in Montana, and they haven't even got their hands on it yet, which is not very comforting because... They need some time so that they can read off the box and sell it to us. Soon, though. The other thing I'm really excited for, I'll tell you what, my mom owes me a birthday present. You know, I turned 31 in October, October 22nd, uh, and she said, hey, what do you want for your birthday? I said, hey, I want the Galaxy Nexus. Well, that ain't out yet. She said, hey, what would you like for Christmas? I said, you know, mom, that depends. Do you... uh, Am I getting the Galaxy Nexus for my birthday still when it comes out? Maybe in time for my birthday next year? Because uh, if, if so, I'll use my Christmas present and you can get me the Transformer Prime. Oh! Who is excited for this? I want one so bad. Yeah, uh-huh. I I really, really want one. I've been looking at this thing and just salivating over it ever drooling, since that video. Drooling, man. It is Woo. a beautiful, beautiful piece of hardware. Um, man, I, that's the one. That's quad-core. Is this our first quad-core 
Yeah, I think it's the first quad core any tablet. Really? Um, it yeah. has the yeah, it has the Nvidia, uh, Nvidia Tegra three. Oh um, man, I hear that. Giga a, Ram. That's a powerhouse. I'll be setting that thing up just to let it make me bitcoins. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But uh, we're hearing uh, December eighth, perhaps. I know they they were doing some pre orders. So if you're listening, mom, I want the champagne color. Well, actually, Asus has come out, uh, I think it was on their Twitter feed, saying that um, they're going to start being available online uh, at the online retailers on December 19th, and then uh, about a week later, you'll start seeing them actually in stores. So right. cutting Did it a little close. Price? What, Joey? Uh, Did they release a price point? I heard... 500 bucks, according to what I'm seeing. Yep. And four ninety nine for a thirty two gigabyte model, and then uh, five ninety nine for sixty four gigs. I mean, right. just thinking about specs, I, does anybody really care about the eight megapixel rear camera aside from just being able to say, "Wow, that's that's a lot of megapixels for a tablet." I'm more concerned about the, the lens and the processor. I hope it has a Carl Zeiss lens because the, every camera I've ever owned that uh, has Carl Zeiss. If you're watching bufferoverflowshow.com slash live, if you see my camera, that's a Logitech C910 with Carl Zeiss. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful optics. Yeah, but are you going to stand around just like pointing it at things? No. I see people never. doing it every once in a while out in public and if they look I like If I see idiots. that, I, I will punch them in their little tablet face. No, I no, won't. But you, you know what it is, though? If you're going to drop 500 bucks on something... And they're skimping on that camera. Yeah. Why? It, it just it feels it feels cheap. It feels like they're cheaping out, and it's not cool. Not cool. You know, how I much agree. does it cost? I, to add that twenty bucks. And you know, I have an Asus Triple E PC. I got um the the one hundred five HAB with. I had to add RAM to it, and it runs so great. I've dual boot backtrack in Windows Seven, but that one point three webcam that's built in is garbage <laughs> to to put it nicely is that the 10 inch one uh maybe <laughs> hold on i'll tell you yeah um, yeah as far well, as i know all those are 10 inch yeah well, well i gotta say the nine inch is virtually useless the the keyboard that. is so small that it is almost impossible to use uh and i'm not making a size joke i'm literally meaning it is almost impossible to use i even carried around a rubber roll-up full-size keyboard, which proved to be even less useful. Now, see, if you guys are watching live there, like I said, bufferoverflowshow.com slash live, here's the one I got right here. And I I like how they put this all together. It's so light. It's nice and thin. Everything about it is just great. And I hope, I really hope that that translates over to the tablet they're going to give us. Well, so, dare I quote Jeremy's line, though, can someone please license the name Optimus Prime? <laughs> oh, please. Please. Make I, I would buy anything if it was called the Optimus Prime. But let me ask you a question. Where does this fit? What is the use case for this? This is hopefully going to replace the netbook for me. And it's faster. Um It'll let me give me that pretentious feeling of holding a tablet in public and making people look at me. Look at what I'm doing. I'm Do amazing. you have a tablet now? I have the HP tablet converter, I guess. Like it, but no, it's a laptop okay. first and foremost. Okay. So. Most people that get a tablet, in if they are computer people, sure. In my very 
random unofficial sampling don't end up using it long term because we need something more the idea of of it having a keyboard is kind of cool but you know as much as i want this thing too i'm pretty sure that within a month it's going to be back in the box because i'm going to go you know i've got a laptop that does everything that this does and more but does your laptop run android no, but my phone does, and well, so does my go. other phone that I carry. You know what me. I'd like to see is a way, if you have an Android phone that has a nice camera on it, I want to be able to hook that up to the tablet and use the phone as the, the camera, you know, like an extension of it, so I'm not holding up the tablet to take pictures. I'm, I'm still using my phone, but all of the processing and the rendering is done on the tablet, not on the phone. I think that would be a pretty pretty sweet use case with bluetooth that would be possible yeah yeah i don't think bluetooth does bluetooth push enough bandwidth to do that i'll tell you what i try to use bluetooth Mm. tethering and it is so chokingly awful yeah there's no point in doing that and there's actually something explicitly written into android to prevent ad hoc networking between the two i've tried to make it work and i I had trouble with it people have done it uh, oh, I couldn't sure. get it to work, but in order to do what you're talking about, which actually would be really cool, and one of the things that I keep talk, finding myself ending up with in a lot of my posts is the notion of the ecosystem. You know, Apple's got the ecosystem, and uh, Amazon now has an ecosystem. Right, right. Google needs an ecosystem, and if they can, if I can take my Android phone and my Android tablet and my Google TV and my Google. There it is. That's... car stereo and they can actually share information easily and i only have to buy one damn data plan that's nice then we have well, then we have something and then i have a compelling reason to use my google not netbook rather than my windows computer now which carrier is going to be the first to do that <laughs> like I, they they seem to be and if if you catch last uh episode of buffer overflow show we talk all about net neutrality and it seems to me that it's going to take a massive massive shift in the way these carriers treat their plans and their customers before we even come close to seeing something like that and that's what why not it's my data plan who gives a a poo if I'm using it here or if I'm using it here. I don't want a separate data plan for each device. That's ridiculous. But they want you to have one. And there are three and a half carriers out there, soon to be three, colluding (laughs) to prevent you from doing that. The customer's always right, except in this business. And, like, you have the worst business model ever. When do I ever have to go to a place and pay them to be done being their customer. I don't have to go to McDonald's and pay them 10 bucks so I can go eat at Wendy's. That like I I hate that model so that, bad. That's You know what? I'll actually defend that because they subsidize the crap out of that phone that you get for $100 that or $150. They do. If they weren't so greedy to begin with, I wouldn't need to get it subsidized. No, you don't have to pay that much well, you can buy it outright right. like they do in europe right, right. that's what i that's what I, i've started buying a, a phone that's a generation back used on ebay there you go and i'm not locked into a contract that's key now like the they they did the um the teardown of the uh the amazon fire 
what are the Kindle Fire? Kindle Fire. Kindle Fire. What was the price point? Two hundred and one dollars is how much it costs to create that device, and you're selling it. You know clearly, and we've talked about this before on, on a tech, tech Garage, I think. But you're really not you're not making money from that. You're going to make above and beyond all the money from what that is connected to and what that's giving people access to. And I, right. I don't know. Right, because Amazon has a way of making that money back in the exactly. way that the carriers exactly. don't. The carriers know that we hate them. Yes. Why? They have, they're, they're not going to change that. T-Mobile kind of tried to be the carrier that people liked, right. but they didn't have the rollout that was adequate. I don't know if you have coverage in Montana. I don't not in Vermont. T-Mobile. It's crap. Nope. We have one GSM and one CDMA in Verizon and Cell uh, One. <laughs> okay. So now that the the merger with AT and T isn't going to go, or the acquisition from AT and T isn't going through, they've made it very public that they're not going to be able to stick around. Whether or not that's posturing, who knows? But they're probably going to fold because they haven't been doing well enough. Which does, which makes it even worse, I think, for the customers. There's one more down, one step closer to a full on monopoly. Nice, right. super nice. Like I said, the December 19th uh, release date for the Transformer Prime. So keep an eye on that. And if you guys want to send me one, uh, do it. P.O. Box 3652, Kalispell, Montana, 599-03. Well, speaking of uh, other things that are dying, uh, RIM released some news that they will be uh, offering the BlackBerry software for Android and iOS. So let me get this straight. Nobody wanted your crappy smartphones because the hardware is crappy. Software was pretty crappy too. So instead, you're going to pivot and make your business model selling crappy software to Android and iOS customers? Come on, guys. Come on. This is brilliant. Just kick the dead horse and let's be no. done. No, you, I do you like this? It's absolutely brilliant. This is the best thing RIM has done since they decided that keyboards needed to be on phones. <laughs> Word? Okay. I'm intrigued. Yes. Tell me. No, I, let me... Uh, Eric, tell, I want to see if, if we're on the same page. Break it down. So here's, here's what I'm thinking, is that, you know, RIM is already... They already have their hardware into a lot of these enterprises. They have people that trust them, and it's already... You know, it's... Apple and Android are sort of getting into enterprise, but not as quickly as probably they would hope. So RIM is basically saying, okay, we're going to lose this anyway. Like that's just the way that the, you know, that's the way it's looking right now. So how do we continue to make ourselves relevant? We already have these people. They already trust us, at least for now. So they got to get something in there that makes, you know, makes them still relevant once Android and iPhone overtake enterprise. So they're going to make money either way. Hmm. Further, you can't tell me that these tools are not going to be more effective with BlackBerry phones. So the IT people are going to finally be able to bring people in, let people bring in their whatever phones. But they're uh, almost guaranteed that there are going to be features that IT departments are going to be motivated to restrict via this software because they can't fully lock them down but if you had a blackberry you could do xyz and so the next time that person has an upgrade they can say well i can get another another iphone i can get another android or i can get a blackberry and do all this crap that i want to do on my own except that the hardware is still going to be garbage 
No, the hardware is great. It's the software. Really? Unless you're talking about their touchscreen stuff. The Storm? That was great. <laughs> I mean, that was... Unless you're talking about the touchscreen stuff. Uh, sure, I had but... four Blackberries, and people asked me, why did I have a Blackberry? And I'd throw it across the room and <laughs> the wall. And then Fair I'd pick enough. it up and say... That's... You do that with your phone. They're like, uh, no. I'm like, exactly. But check it out. I could do that with a feature phone. It, it, the difference... It uh... won't keep working. <laughs> well. <laughs> Not the, the way I threw it. Well. Yeah, well. and I, mean, I used the... to shock my Blackberries. The more these become computers, which, I mean, we're, we're far past that point of, you know, the, the singularity of, of mobile devices and computing. I, I, I don't know. The... It, why am I going to go with the BlackBerry app as opposed to something else? Uh, Whispernet. There, there is nothing else. There, there will be, though. There will be. Maybe there will be, but you got to remember that Research in Motion and BlackBerry are still very well trusted right. in the larger enterprise market. This isn't a product that you know we're going to throw in at my company headquarters and and with the exception of maybe Eric, nowhere that any of the four of us work. This is big enterprise right. kind of See, stuff. See, maybe that's why. Maybe I just, I'm so far removed from that use case that it, it just seems very unappealing. And to put, I mean, they did their messaging lockdown. That was on point. That was a very impressive system. Until you get to the point where governments are saying, hey, give us a server. And then there goes the security, which makes it right back to ground zero of being useless again. But like you said, it's an enterprise thing. So, uh, our our is is the enterprise group like excited for this? I don't think the users are. I mean, if you if you look at it, it, let's say that what Jeremy's saying actually comes to pass, and you know, oh, you you this doesn't work. But if you had a BlackBerry, maybe it'd work better. Unless BlackBerry, unless RIM, you know, actually starts doing better with their software, it quite frankly, it's doing a disservice to users. Mm. I mean, I, I don't think that as as IT professionals in an enterprise that you know, I think a lot of where this comes from is that people are just lazy, and RIM just ends up being the path of least resistance. Right. When we should be trying to make our users independent, there is a, there is a there is a way to get to that point where you have independence, information, security, and flexibility all together. Right. It's just that you look at somebody like Rim and say, oh, but this is easier. Quite frankly, we already have the hardware that, you know, the investment's really low. It's cheaper. Why would we do that? It's not about the users. It's, it's about the bottom line, which in enterprise is a big deal. But right. at the end of the day, it is a disservice and it is kind of, it's not very forward thinking. Well, we just switched in my enterprise from BlackBerry to Android phones, um, and I got to say there were several advantages. There were several disadvantages. Um, the The biggest advantage has been that we were able to shut down a server. We no longer had to have a, a BlackBerry enterprise server within the enterprise. Right. The biggest, and of course, you have a lot of administration headaches that go away with just not having to have another box running, uh, even if it's a virtual box. It's just one less thing to maintain. Um, but the biggest downside that I think we've seen is that the performance of those phones is not as good as we had hoped. Um, that's a combination, I think, between the carrier 
um, and uh, a, a couple of other factors. But the 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 enterprise implementation of a black, of an Android phone is very different from a personal phone, and because of that, you're not just jumping straight to Gmail or Google Mail right. or Yahoo or whoever else you're using in the cloud. You actually have to go out through the internet and back in to an enterprise to get on the mail server. So let me ask and- you this: Will will this have APIs that the developers will be able to take advantage of uh, these new security features or what have you? No. Well, I think what they're what they're Not attempting <laughs> to do is essentially give you the BlackBerry Messenger service. Sure. And you can run it on an Android or an iPhone platform so that if you've got your CEO that says, "Okay, look, I don't care what you say. I want an iPhone. (laughs) You can say, all right, here's your iPhone, but here's your BlackBerry Messenger for secure messaging in and out of the company. Oh, and hey, I got one for your boyfriend, too. (laughs) Um, No, I don't. That that's not what they're talking about. I got they're jokes. talking about things like remote wipe and right. restriction and probably backup. I'm going to guess and third things party. like that. And I bet you that there are going to be some very significant ties to Bez, uh, BlackBerry Enterprise Server. Yep. Which they're now giving but, away. Yep, because it's expensive as crap, uh, or was. We're actually uh, paying customers to take it. Please take it all. <laughs> Well, that's the thing is that I don't understand how this is going to be long term. This is going to be monetizable because if they're giving away BlackBerry Enterprise Server, which allegedly this software would talk to, they're probably not going to be able to charge people to have the oh, software oh, on oh, every oh. device. Ad because supported. if they do that, people they, will say no. Ad oh, su- my God. Yes, they will. Ad supported. No, no, no. <laughs> this I'm- is something that is going to sell for big money because big enterprises are s- – here, here's I don't know if you guys have worked in a bigger IT department, but here's what happens. Users bring in, and this is what's going on right now, they're bringing in their iPhones and their Android phones, and they're going, they're saying, hey, here's my phone. I want my email. Yeah, right. Make it and so. IT is saying, ah! and if you're somebody that matters, you make that work and you deal with all the complications of doing that. If you're somebody low on the pole, you say, screw you, go here, use, here's a company BlackBerry or here's your you know, AT&T Go phone. This software is going to allow them to have some control, whether it be through an app or I, I don't know what the necessary mechanism is going to be. But they have some level of control so that they can meet their best practices that they've established in their organization. They no longer have to say no. They don't have to be the jerks all the time. So what if, Jeremy, what if I bring in my Android and they put this on there, and then I go home and I just uninstall it? Do you think this will create more problems than it's actually going to fix? There's going to be some level of protection from that. I get, it's if, if you've ever uh, put a Windows computer onto a domain, an Active Directory domain, right? you instantly lose some of the privileges if it's done properly. So right? they'll, right, so assume part of this is that you can uninstall this. See, I don't buy that, Jeremy. I, I don't think that's what this software will do. I would be willing to bet what it's going to do is provide a replacement or a supplement to the existing mail and chat applications on the device, and it's going to instead redirect that traffic through the corporate environment. 
I think this is going to be analogous to something along the lines of a phone-based VPN, where when you run the BlackBerry app, you've got BlackBerry email and BlackBerry Messenger on a non-BlackBerry uh, piece of hardware. And when you shut that app down, it's back to a regular Android or whatnot phone. And the advantage there is that this would be in an encrypted shell so that if the phone were lost without a valid password, it wouldn't be able to be it'll, accessed anyway. It'll self-destruct. It would. That, well, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have to self-destruct. It just it's not accessible. Make it self-destruct. Okay. Um, That's not what I am reading in this article. No, no self-destruct. They do say no, no, though. No, I'm just I'm responding to to Joey's comment. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. It will allow tech support staff to manage multiple mobile devices through the same interface. So it's not just pull from the phone; it's push from IT. It's synch- asynchronous, mm-hmm. synchronous. It's going both ways, guys. It swings both. I'm ways. not saying Joey that it's not doing the things that you're talking about. Yeah. But it's doing more than that. So tell me what I'm missing here, because I'm I'm Check this hearing out. what you guys are saying, and I. I just I'm not seeing the difference between something like this and something like maybe like Good Enterprise, which you know basically lets you do a lot of the same things: manage mobile devices, give them a secure sandbox where they can you know get into the intranet or get their company mail. Like, what what is this going to change? What's going to be the game changer here versus all those other you know technologies? You can bring in the iPhone or the Android phone into an all BlackBerry environment and have it work. And if you say game changer one more time, I'm going to hop the next flight over there and I'm going to show you a different game. Game changer. Game changer. That's it! I'm I'm, sorry. I'm not familiar with this good for enterprise. I just looked it up and you're right. My initial impressions is that this is the same thing. Right. Well, and that's what's yeah. great. We can have, you know, a whole bunch made. I, I'm kind of interested in the one that Moxie Marlin Spike's making, uh, uh, Whis- uh, Whisper Systems. Once that's finished, I, I don't know. I, I think the more the better, sure. I think it's, it's an interesting pivot that rather than BlackBerry trying to fight it, they're going to offer up a way to help support it or at least make it a little more controllable. And the question is, is does this help? No. Or does this actually admit defeat? I mean, this is kind of going the road that Sega took with video consoles. They stopped producing video consoles. They became solely a uh, a software provider or game provider for other consoles. And maybe it's me, and I could be way off base here because I don't usually pay attention to the publisher, but it seems like they're doing less than they did when they had their own console. Yeah, well, but I bet you they're more profitable. Yeah, much Well, more. that's the other side of the coin. We don't know. And Nintendo yeah, is going to go it... the same route after this next version, this, this Wii upgrade. I predict that's going to be the last console they do. So it's going to be left to Sony and Microsoft. Oh, God. Oh, and the iPod. <laughs> and well, i got to say, the, the, the iPod, iPhone, slash Android, slash any kind of portable phone-based casual gaming... I think is is going to set the console world back on its butt because it's going to bring uh, people into gaming uh, in, in, that have never been traditional gamers. I mean, there's there's only so many people that are going to sit down and hammer at a keyboard and a mouse for hours and hours and hours on end in World of Warcraft. There's <laughs> only so many people that are going to be going to be cheering and slapping hands over fragging a noob on some uh, online first person shooter i mean you know <laughs> but but almost anyone and their grandmother can get into some sort of uh cut the rope or uh 
killer birds and fruit ninja on steroids.com or whatever the heck it is. Uh, you know exactly. Boy, I just what, sounded old. You know exactly. I love that you just used the word new, but pretended you didn't know what Angry Birds was. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't played it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just because it won't run on your nook. <laughs> All right. All Who's right. hating on the nook now? I'm just kidding. It should. I, it ran on my nook. I'm sure it's a lovely... Say it probably does. It runs, it runs asteroids. Okay. So... From the piece here, and this is from CNN Money, David Goldman uh, writing. Because they know tech. Right. He says, currently, (laughs) RIM offers the BlackBerry Enterprise server tool for IT departments to manage the BlackBerry phones on their network. Tech support staff are getting sick and tired of crying uh, people iPhones and Android devices. So uh, this is going to be, uh, it's being tested with a handful of clients and is expected to be released to the public in March. Uh, It will allow IT departments to perform all those tasks for all company-owned and employee-owned devices from one web-based console. Now, what what is to stop them? This is, you're bringing in your personal device. Are you just giving them full-on access to do what they want with that? Probably. That I have, uh, I would have a problem with. But uh, it goes both ways. Then don't bring your personal device right. to our s- uh, secure network. So, well, yeah. if the if the IT department and the policies are worth their salt, they well, will still not allow a personally owned device onto their network. They might allow it to access the email through some sort of a, a web interface or a tunnel, sure. but they won't allow it on the on the on the actual network. And in my, and in the case of where I work, you still can't bring your device in, even if it is an Android phone, and we have all the software for it. Because if we don't own the device, we don't want any kind of potential traffic going through it that might be intercepted by some piece of malware or other software that you installed, yeah. uh, because it's your device and we can't tell you not to. Well, yep. Joey, I, that's one of those things, though. I, I kind of feel like you have to get past that because if if you follow that same logic, then people shouldn't be, you know, connecting to, um, you know, connecting in remotely from home on their personal computer because they you don't. don't have the control over that. How well, do you, I'm, that's not sustainable, man. How that's, do you? That's not twenty first century business. All those. Well, there, there's a huge difference. Listen, you, you guys are comparing <clears throat> apples and oranges. There's a big difference between <laughs> a an RDP session or a, an IT setup VPN on a computer and a full-on, you know, just here, we'll just plug in our, you know, exchange settings on your phone. I mean, there's a massive well, no. difference there. No, and you're looking at I... the exact same things. When it, in a, if we're talking about this BlackBerry tool or one of these other tools, you give them... It's not just that they're, you know, they're not just hopping on the corporate Wi-Fi and going to town. You know, you have a device that is going through some sort of the the ringing. So resume. Seth. Hello. Yeah, okay. What's up? So we're gonna edit that right there. We're doing this live, man. We're live. Seth! Buffer. Oh, good, what's eh? going on, brother? <laughs> Buffer overflow show dot com slash live. Seth, I'm glad we were able to get you on. Oh, shit. And Jeremy, there is no way God in heck that it. it's going to be the show title. It should be. For All anyone right. listening, I have proposed 
Matt proposed the title of Poning the Noob, and I suggested Poning the Joey. Whatever he said, it has <laughs> to be something that was said. So you just said it fantastic. Eric, did you just spill booze all over your keyboard? Okay. Booze. I have more Hennessy. We're going to oh, resume right here. Seth, what we're talking about is the BlackBerry uh, <laughs> Secure Android iOS. What's it called? Mobile Fusion? So that's kind of that's kind of Blackberry where we're at. Mobile Fusion. Mobile Fusion. Can can I suggest that we possibly move on? Yes. For not just the Thank benefit you. of Seth, but the fact that we're getting into an enterprise IT conversation, and, and I, we're getting into an hour into the show. Yeah, get or half an hour into the show. And, ah, that doesn't matter. Okay. We go forever. We got stamina. We talked about the Transformer Prime, and we talked about Mobile Fusion. Moving forward. Ice cream sandwich on a PC. Oh, yeah. GTFO, OMG. What is this all about? Joey? The idea is that because Android is Linux based and open source, you can port it to any processor environment that you so choose. In this case, removing it from a phone and placing it instead onto a PC. X86, baby. X86. Holla. Now. I- what this means is that I actually can get Android running on my HP tablet. Could I boot Win 7, Backtrack, and Android? Oh. More importantly, Love all it. those netbooks that people have been kicking around and that are selling for $250. Right here, Camera One, buddy. See that? That's netbook. Love it. With all Android. of a sudden just became a heck of a lot more interesting. Well, did yep. it, though? Is, is Android worth a poo? Without touch, like can you uh, keyboard and mouse your way through it? Yes. Well, to me, the, the to me the the weird part about this is that you, you we've talked in the past about crossovers like phablets and and Ugh. you know these these weird hybrid devices that are too large to be a practical phone for anyone with middle to small hands and and too uh but too small to be a tablet of any size right and and this strikes me as kind of an odd combination i think this is one of those things that's although epically cool and makes my geek side all a twitter not twitter the service but all a twitter as in twitterpated oh lord um the problem is i don't think it's actually very practical i mean the Android phone operating system in and of itself is great. The app support is great. The apps for it are great. It's a gimmick. But if you if you don't have a netbook with touch, that means you're using a mouse. And if you're using a mouse and a keyboard to interact with a device, you might as well be running a full-fledged laptop or desktop operating system. It depends how it's going to manage resources and how light it is. But uh, what they're yes. saying, it's a version of uh, 4.0 ICS. Uh, it's almost done. Chi Hui Huang, who heads the ICS on x86 project, made the announcement via Google Groups. And uh, we'll put links to this in the show notes, of course. Uh, He posted that November 30th. That was uh, yesterday. Chi Huang, who uh, he says, ready, although Wi-Fi, multi-touch, and OpenGL ES compatible hardware will run, several features of the OS will not. Are you ready? This is... uh, this is Cyanogen Alpha for touchpad. Remember that? Uh, we have sound, the camera, Ethernet, and hardware acceleration for the Intel platform. None of that's going to work. So that'll be fun, huh? 
Uh, the latest version of Google's Android Mobile OS provides a unification between the tablet and the phone. But none of yeah, us no, have seen I... it because Verizon hasn't released the Galaxy Nexus yet. Thank you. You know, Matt, I, I, uh, I wasn't here for your um, Transformer Prime discussion, but I'm still trying to figure out a use case for Nexus <laughs> running ice cream sandwich. I hate you all. Yes. Um, Yes. What's that? Well, give me That's a use exactly case. I said, Shut yeah, up. Thank you. Listen, give me a use case for an iPad. Give me a use case. What what consumer is going to want me? Like, what cons- like, what's the consumer demand? I demand out for ice cream sandwich on X86. You know what I mean? It seems like the oh. Transform Prime does all that on the Tegra. I mean, probably better than an X86 does with really so great battery life and You're not you know, saying people- what's the use case for the tablet, for the Prime. You're saying what's the use case for x86 Android. Exactly. Yes, right. yes, yes. I, I, I think the Transformer Prime is very compelling. Check this out. Anyways. Check this out. Um, the, listen, the yeah, use yeah. case for this is everybody that always wanted to try Linux but was too much of a little sissy to uh, figure out how to do it. This will make Linux more accessible to the normal population, I think that that's you know, just yeah. one. Yeah, no, 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 no. Shut up, because, Joey. What, Jeremy? No, no, no because no. in Ubuntu, at this, we're at the point now where an Ubuntu install is actually easier than a Windows install. And then why aren't people? Not, that's not the hang-up that people have. What's their hang-up? What's their problem? They it's don't know what it is, do, and they're scared, and they don't want to try it because the majority of the population doesn't look at technology the way we, we do. got Obama they elected. as they. They got Obama elected. That was strange and new. I don't even know how to respond to that, so I'm not <laughs> going. No, the I'm hang sorry. up for most people in using Linux is that when they go to buy a thing, it doesn't have Linux on it. Right. Not when since they went to uh, buy what? their Android phone, which I'm holding up to my camera. It had Linux on it, so they used it. They didn't. They weren't told. Oh, it's got. Linux on it, and it's open source, and oh, they, no. you can modify the source code if you want to. They don't care, okay? What the use case for this is that geeks like us have a netbook that we're not using, kicking around. I'm looking at one in the corner of my office right now, Send and I can throw me. Android on it and go, wow, cool. Now it's like having the big phone that I always wanted without <laughs> a data plan. Yay, it's useful. And now it's going back into the corner. <laughs> exactly. And it's- Okay. And it's completely useless because this is what I'm doing. Well, not completely, but very useless because, you see, this is what I'm doing with my rooted Nook. It has no 3G. It, ha- it It's useless without a Wi-Fi connection in terms of an interactive device where you're going on the Internet and, and doing work and downloading sure, stuff sure. and whatnot. So without a Wi-Fi connection, the thing's useless. That's what, what this is going to be. Android on the x86. I mean, like I say, on one hand, it gets my geek thing going really, really well. But on the other hand, there's absolutely no reason to have it unless you have a netbook with 3G in it. And if you have a netbook with 3G in it, you probably have a need for a larger screen and a keyboard and a mouse. And you're probably going to wind up using a full on operating system on it anyway. Well, guys, are we missing? Aren't we missing the, like, the point past that where it's probably, you know, maybe not the end user experience per se, but you know, I I like to hack stuff together. I want to make this device and this device has to run on an X eighty six architecture. I want to use Android to control it. 
Mm. I mean, it it opens up the it opens up just another chipset to the makers out there that want to screw with stuff. That's a, maybe yeah. yeah. That, go ahead. Maybe it doesn't have to be an end user thing. Is all I'm saying. Right. What I was going to yeah. say is that it it opens up a whole new realm for developers to start kicking around some new ideas, maybe some innovation, huh? And not well, innovation that's not locked down to devices we're getting subsidized from carriers. You know, Max, see, here's my issue. Isn't, isn't Ice Cream Sandwich developed specifically to be, like, touchscreen and non-keyboard-based in general? That's what and I was... And then the, the Chromebooks are... That's how they split the two systems up, right? Right. Is that the Chromebooks are running, are meant to... What is, what's the, is it just Chrome OS? I forget what's the... Chromium. But listen, oh, wasn't it, wasn't it the other way around at first? Wasn't that... Honeycomb was for tablets, and something else would be for keyboard devices. And then I think they they did the they started right. Chromium. They they had to because there was no desire to to you know right. code two simultaneous versions. Exactly. Here's what's going to happen: We already know that Google is putting Chrome into Android. They've realized that browser is crap. The br- okay? Right. So they're going to put Chrome in. You know what? Honestly, I like browser. <laughs> it's fine. Well, it's fine, it's but fine. Chrome okay. is awesome. And what, okay. and what, Go ahead. Well, you have a cat that now is the new Ice Cream Sandwich browser has gotten superb reviews from everybody. They say it's the best browser on the market right now. It probably is, but this is something that I've already heard Google say that they are headed in the direction sure. of. I can't sure. cite it right now, and I apologize, but I, I've, I've read it somewhere. Sure. And it makes awesome. sense. But if you think about that convergence of all the goodness of Chrome – tied into Android, and then throw all that on what they're now calling a Chromebook, then this makes sense. I want a Chromebook also. <laughs> just throwing that out there. Any rich listeners. Just so. so. Now, have you guys played with the, um, just speaking of browsers and to go off on a little tangent, have you played with nice. the latest version of uh, Firefox? I think it's the Firefox beta on Android. Does it leak memory like the desktop version? <laughs> I haven't noticed anything, but I got to say, I, I think they've done an excellent job with this. Um, really? It's much better than browser on Honeycomb, at least. Um, just the way they do the tabs, and they've cleaned up the UI a little bit. I'm going to uh, install nice. it now. Do they update it every seven minutes, like on the desktop? <laughs> no, I haven't seen that problem either. Still trying to squash that bug, you know. No, they're it's up tricky. to seven days. It's not bad. Seven days, what are we at, version 900? And then we'll see 28, 28 days later what happens. <laughs> so this group has worked entirely without the support of Intel. Uh, the AMD gives them great support, including... Which, isn't that ironic Listen, AMD, else, that the people that created the x86 processor don't want to help out Android on the x86? Right, AMD gives them devices engineer support intel won't give them anything not even help they closed all contact windows uh they've tried he says quote therefore if you plan to ship android x86 i recommend the amd platform which is the best platform to run ics x86 so far and you know what my hp tablet amd turion x2 very exciting very very exciting. Intel, on the other hand, defended its stance, noting that Huang was working on a, quote, forked version of the ICS codebase based on the open source license. An Intel representative also said that Intel had contributed all of the x86 code 
used in Android 4.0 to, uh, uh, to date. Quote, we want to avoid a fragmented version of the OS. Too late! Sorry. Uh, that is a spokeswoman for Intel. Our focus is on an operating system of choice message. Whatever new operating system users choose, whether it be Android, Linux, Windows, or some other. Intel, for its part, has pursued its own software efforts, although earlier this year it officially abandoned the Linux-based Mego mobile operating system it launched back in 2010 with Nokia. Instead, Intel will focus on Tizen, uh, an open-source Linux build being developed with Samsung. Like Mego, a hybrid of Intel's Moblin and Nokia's Ma- uh, Can we stop it with the names already? Like, shut up. To maybe stop the names and go code some software that works. How about that? Intel does, doesn't know anything about know, mobile, so they just need to shut up and go away. Or naming, so. Uh, well, I feel bad for their kid, because picking a name, good luck. All right. Well, I feel like we've entered, like, a dungeon in the Elder Scrolls. What we find? We have to go kill a moblin. <laughs> Brilliant, Eric. Brilliant. Well, so, me go kill moblin? Yes. That's exactly what happened. Let's talk about Carrier IQ, shall we? We had a... Let me see if I can find it. <laughs> what well, do you I, I've Jeremy read a little is. bit about it. Well, let's... Jeremy, you missed the last couple episodes, so let's let's hear what you have to say about this first, and then we'll we'll go. All right, I'll, I'll try and sum it up. Um, an Blech. independent researcher claimed, and there was a, a video where he supposedly showed that Carriers were loading software onto originally it was Android devices right. that was effectively a uh, keylogger. Also, it was of tracking stuff. all the stuff people did on their phones, and so people kind of got up in a tizzy. And long story short, we've discovered that this is all manufacturers, all carriers. It is everyone. If you have a smartphone, and probably if you don't have a smartphone, <laughs> everything you do on there is being tracked. And is that an assumption that, I mean, we, we talked about this. I was more curious, like, uh, what you feel about this, not necessarily what well, happened. Hold on, we hold all... on, man. I need, I need to just correct one thing in there. Um, okay. Google has said that their pure Google Experience phones don't have it. So, like, the Nexus One, the Galaxy Nexus, and the um, uh, what's the next the the second one? I can't remember the second one right now. The S two, right? But they don't have it. And then iOS four or five doesn't have it either, and they're taking it all out. So Apple there are a few companies five. and things that okay, yeah, sure. And then when when, when the list of the phones without it yeah. is the easier one to to write out. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's very widespread. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A There's shame. a couple of takeaways from this, and I'm sure we'll jump into them. One, no, there's one big takeaway. Do it. If you thought that your phone was secure and you weren't being watched, you haven't been paying attention. This is Patriot Act stuff 101. It is completely legal, and in fact, all, to my knowledge, cell carriers have set up backdoor access to law enforcement because they got sick of dealing with all the subpoenas. They needed a whole... A tech support, you know, section just right. to deal with that. So and when your local bacon, Joe Smith, 
Stan probably Smith. don't have it. But, you know, I, I don't know where the level kicks in. Maybe State Sheriff. I don't know when it gets there. Well, but we saw all Michigan. For all the GPS data all the in all those records that is easily accessible and it has been and that has been documented and proven and admitted we saw cops in michigan doing routine traffic stops and they got the cellubrite so they were telling people you know give us your device and people would give it to them and instantly boom they just cloned it like yeah. on like we yeah, that's terrible. this is quiet weapons for silent wars or silent weapons for quiet wars this is behold a pale horse starting in modern times we have the ideal spy device this thing gps where are you at microphones cameras this is like duh you are naive or delusional or optimistic in privacy if you think that these monopolist carriers and the government who loves Facebook, who loves all of this stuff, they used to have to work for a living. Now they right. just surf the net, bro. You put yeah, more... Yeah, go ahead, Seth. Well, I just want to, I just want to make a... I don't, I don't want to make a point, but I want to like make a distinction that I think will help in our conversation. You know, there's two things. One, the government, I agree 100% that you know, anyone who's using a cell phone needs to realize that the government has access and can easily access anything that's going on there. You know what I mean? So I think that's, I totally agree with that. Um, and so that's one part of the debate, right? We should debate how much access we think the government should have. And the other side of the debate, and which is, I think, where this falls on is, you know, how much information should the companies have that are sent from the government? You know, how, how much access do they need? Do they need a key logger? You know, do they need just, you know, uh, access to when my phone connects and disconnects and when I lose service and things like that, which is sort of the argument they're making now, right, that they're trying to improve services. Um, or, you know, so I think I think we should make decisions like government versus, like, you know, these companies collecting data, which, in my opinion, they're just, they want to use to sell or they want to use to sell us more things through ads or things like that. So I don't think it's just um, for sales, though. I think it's a lot for monitoring. There's I was listening to, uh, I want to say... It was Radio Lab, but I could be wrong. But anyway, they were they were talking about or no, it was on the media. Okay. It was on the media and they were talking about how this this has a legitimate <laughs> in their eyes like this is for our own good. And it's I have a problem with you that. Mean like for you mean for like cell phone service? Is that why? I mean like that sort of thing? They then? were making it seem like the only thing we're using this for is to make sure you get good service. If that was the case, our service wouldn't suck. Okay? <laughs> if you're using it to give us better service, then give us better service. Clearly. Or you wouldn't be having a. But you wouldn't be having a keylogger. Like right. What, what, what possible use could a keylogger be using hmm. for service? It's sure not to give me better service. Hmm. And how about this? Why can't we, as the end users, have... Can we say no? Nope, 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 nope. How about that? You just put these permissions there and you say, you know, you want it, yes or no. It's not granular enough to where we can say, I want this, but no, you don't need access to the internet. I'm sorry. You don't. You know, Matt, there's not even a permit. There's nothing. There's we, no box even. There's nothing at all. Care IQ. There's no box you can uncheck. 
it's no all box or, you originally checked. It's all or it was nothing. nothing. It was just there. Exactly. It's all or nothing. And I think that I don't think that they're going to fix that. That's like Joey said in a previous episode. That's not a bug. It's a feature. You know, it's uh, I don't know, man. These, these are the same folks who have a bill exactly. out right now. Sopa. Pipa. That would allow. No, no. no diff- so much worse. No. What? That would allow indefinite detention of civilians in this country without even going before a judge if they are believed to be terrorists. Complete bypass of yes. innocent till proven yes. guilty? How about, yeah, not yes. since 1980. If you, if, if you want to know where our country is headed right now, go read the Hunger Games because apparently <laughs> our elected officials are using it as a manual. And that's... <laughs> We're effed. I'm just going to throw that out there. That's a great book, by the way. The whole series is pretty good. Everyone's just like, whoa. They're they're great. (laughs) This sucks. Um, To to bring this back around to Android, uh, the major feedback I've gotten from people is the question, how do I avoid this? I love my Android phone. I don't want to give it up. I don't want to go back to a future phone. And my comment has been, you need to go to some manner of cyanogen, some other alternative ROM. You need to email it's... Matt and pay him money, and he will and send him your phone, and and he'll well, do it. That's the second option I've nice. offered them, of course. <laughs> uh, or now, you know, now there's another great option of buying a Google phone, right? So buying the the Galaxy Nexus will not have any of this on it. Those are expensive, though. Those tend to hit the high end of the market, and that's not where oh, yeah, you're right. no, you're right. it's at yep. its major penetration. People are, I'd say the average user is buying them because they are a, one, they're not BlackBerry, two, they're cheaper than the iPhone. I think that's the yep. decision process that the typical user makes. I don't know that so much that they're, ch- it, because the reason being because it's cheaper than the iPhone. I think people like having a choice in screen size and can we sure. take the battery out? I think it is, it's a, a conglomeration of all you're, these you're right. different signals. You're, you're but. right. Um, but there but is the, a huge on, you, but you're also right. There is a huge market on low end for Android phones. That's right. undeniable. So, yeah. Feature phones or whatever. It's that right. replacement, you know, but the unfortunate thing is for most of those users, the notion of rooting their phone and installing an alternative operating system is out of their reach. It's All not right. something that they're going to do. Well, check this out. This is this is great. That many consumers are just completely angry, and they – I don't know if we mentioned the full list, but it, like we may have, it lets you know when you turn your phone off, when you turn it off, off and on. The numbers that you've dialed, the contents of text messages you receive, URLs of websites you visit. I mean, just for people that may not know the full extent of what a keylogger does, if you press your screen, it knows. And it knows what app you were in when you pressed it and where. And so Al Franken, (laughs) this is brilliant. Well, in short, Matt, what you're saying is is it knows if you've been naughty or nice. That's right. And it made a list and it checked it 5,300 and twice. All right. Al Franken. coming to town. Okay. Al Franken sent an open letter to the company's president and chief exec, Larry Lenhart, with a, a list of questions about, you know, what do you do and how do you do it? And Montel Jordan came out and he said, this is how we do it. Okay. 
In a statement on the Senate.gov site, Al Franken said, Hey, consumers need to know that their safety and privacy are being protected by the companies they trust with their sensitive information. The revelation that the locations and other sensitive data of millions of Americans are being secretly recorded and possibly transmitted is deeply troubling. This news underscores the need for Congress to act swiftly to protect the location information and private sensitive information of consumers. But right now, Carrier IQ has a lot of questions. You'll have some explaining to do. Earlier this year, the Senate introduced the Location Privacy and Protection Act, LPPA, LIPA, uh, which would oblige companies such as Carrier IQ to obtain explicit permission from its unwitting customers before tracking their location or sharing such information with third parties, which is basically what we said that we need that granular, yes, you can do this, but no, you can't do that. And that, I guess that's this, but in bill form. So here's what, what Al wrote. Number one, does Carrier IQ software log users' location? Uh, yes, Al, pay attention. What other data does Carrier IQ software log? Does it log, yes, Al, pay attention? I mean, no, he, he's basically rehashing what they're doing and saying, what else? Why? How? What if any of this data is transmitted off a user's phone? When? In what form? Uh, if Carrier IQ receives the data, does it share it with third parties? Uh, duh. Duh. That's the business model, right? That's, in can, essence, can I, what you're doing. Can I offer a conspiracy theory? Yes, please. This is something that Congress wanted. That the government wanted. <laughs> Word. They, they put it out there. Okay. Word. Right. We, we know what company. their motivations would yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Congress is fighting a 9% approval rating. Mm-hmm. They leaked this to the press so that now Congress can swoop in on their white horse and shut it down. And, and save us it. magically. Because they already have a billion other ways of tracking us. Well, so they'll yeah, give up it, this one for a year or two. How's but they've s- already got the Patriot Act, so they can just reinstate it whenever they want. Exactly. How's your satellite zooming in on my face <laughs> like right. i don't know it's <sighs> well i mean privacy is question. i'm not i'm not thrilled about them tracking me either but i definitely don't want companies tracking me to this extent you know what i mean like uh i i agree with you guys i don't like the government doing that either but i certainly don't want some random company knowing every text message i send or every website but hey, I visit. if you're so living information listen though to, if... you know some ad person and then make money on that and then i mean that's the last thing i want them to happen but if you're living a clean and pure life what are you worried about it's okay i would rather be solicited with an advertisement because i just sent a message saying whoops i crapped my pants and i get an ad for new pants diapers and the government showing up at my door (laughs) wanting to arrest me because I sent a message saying, that guy sucks, I'm going to kill him. Right. See, and that's a very, very slippery slope that I don't know uh, who wants to to start going yeah. down. No, I don't want either of them. You know what I mean? I, I agree with you guys both. I mean, I don't want either of them, but I'd cert- I mean, but the government issue seems to be a harder issue for us to, like, 
solve, right? Like that would be legislation as opposed to just like saying companies, we don't like this. I'm not using your product if this is in there. I mean, like that's something that I can just do right now, right? I can go buy a Google phone or I can root my phone or something like that, right? Because I don't don't want that tracking. Or hopefully then, hopefully then the market will speak and then those people will change their ways, right? Like even today, we've seen basically every major company that's involved in the cell phone business released a statement today, whether, you know, I think it was Verizon was saying they don't do it. Sprint said, we're sorry, basically, <laughs> you know, like it's not as bad as it looks. Uh, you know, I mean, so they've all released statements and, you know, Apple said that they don't, you know, they released a statement. And so, I mean, the consumers did speak in this one. I think that's great saying we don't like being tracked. This is ridiculous. Whereas the government issue seems like that's a little more complicated, right? Just right now. I agree with you guys. I don't like it either, but yeah. What about... If you are super concerned about it, again, not to, you know, overplug Moxie's stuff, but this Whisper Systems, just encrypt it. Uh, just encrypt. That's all. Now you don't see anything because it's all encrypted, so you can suck it. I'm just saying. Well, the problem with, with Moxie's stuff is, I mean, unless Do you trust gotten updated him? a bunch, well, it was only good on the Nexus 1 and the Nexus S. So you're still in the same boat that you well, have to buy a pure Google experience in order to have, you know, this product. Keep in mind, it, it is beta still, like all this. But there, it, I, who do you trust, I guess? You know, do you trust the, the company A or do you trust company B? You know, I would love to get him on the show if, if that would be at all possible uh, and talk to him about it. And I would love to hear what he thinks about the whole carrier IQ and if they have plans to offer up, you know, something to protect th- we, the people, <laughs> you know, in essence. It's, I don't know. I was going to say, I didn't hear it mentioned. I may have missed it. But um, the I believe it's the developer that uh, or the researcher that found the uh, Carrier IQ to begin with put out an application which is free. And it also has like a, a dollar for the pro version uh, yeah. of an app in the Android market right now that will remove carrier iq no way Though, really yeah it's called logging test app oh brilliant. but the problem is if you read through the comments it's sort of a mixed bag some people say oh yeah it was fine it's other people malware. say they brick their phone once they removed it <laughs> oh. yeah. so it's and some of these phones it's embedded pretty deep it sounds uh, like. which is what that was i bet like hooks in the kernel just ra- just tearing it's no it apart. It's no different than uh, root kits on Windows. If you get a root kit that's a genuine root kit, um, and it locks itself into that hard drive or into the kernel, your it, Windows no, installs hose. No, Joey, I love you. There's such a huge difference. But listen, dude, well, you can well, get that root kit doesn't come on your damn computer when well, you buy it. Well, no, that, you can. That, well, it does if you're Sony if you buy and you uh, buy a Sony. So that CD was just for, that was for the CDs, and that's yeah. just as sleaz- that's no, sleazy and awful. Right. But it was it, for it, different reasons. No, but you're right. My point is, is that if you uninstall that, it breaks it as well, and it's no, it's no different. If it's once it's in the system, if you try to remove it, unless you know what you're doing, it's going to break. You're you're you're, you're right. This this just hits all of my buttons. Oh, many like, of every them, right? one many of them. mine too. I mean. I just don't want to sit here and rehash what we've already said, but I, I think yeah. that any any attempt by a company or a government, particularly a government, yeah, uh, because you can always shut down a company. The government there's, there's ways that's... that we can shut down companies. We can we can stop buying their products, um, and and or they can be taken over or whatnot. You can always shut down a company. 
but you can't shut down the government entirely. You can try, and, but yeah. Well, you can try. It's going to be luck. a. Uh, and any any uh, that that's what scares me. Government tracking scares me. And and like I say, at the risk of sounding uh, like a broken record here, we we just did an episode in the Buffer Overflow show about net neutrality, and we kind of got into a lot of this tracking and censorship and whatnot. So I'll just kind of defer you over to bufferoverflowshow.com episode four, Martial Internet Law. Shameless. Look at this guy. You give him a microphone, hey, and hey. he's shameless. Before we wrap up, guys, before I wrap up, I really want to. I have one burning question that I really want to answer to. You. Uh, is Republic Wireless? Do they have this on their on their headsets? That's yes. what I want to know. We got we got to investigate some more Republic Wireless and the Care IQ. Send off for those of you who are playing the Republic Wireless drinking game. You may now commence. <laughs> Fire off that those forbidden from talking about that again. Fire off them tweets. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, all right. Are we on the app picks of the week? Yeah, let's do it. it uh, app picks. My app pick is Carrier IQ. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead, uh, Seth. Um, I'm talking on my phone. I can't even. I can't even find the app I was thinking about. I just downloaded. It. It's kind of a fun game. It's a. Um, it's it's like a tower defense. Huh. It's like called Jelly Jelly War or something like that. Jelly War. On Amazon app a couple days ago. Nice. Yeah, hey, that was Jelly Wars, and that looked disturbingly like Jelly Wars. So I decided not to get it. Oh, that's what I said. It's actually, it's actually pretty. It's, it's like a fun take on tower defense. It's pretty. It's, it's pretty fun. It's worth, I, I don't know if I'd pay for it, but it, it was definitely worth downloading for a free up today. Can we get a? Can you get us a link on that? Because I'm lazy. Here, let me let me look at my phone. Let me find the name on it. Give me one second. Hey Eric, did you enjoy trap? What's that? Did you enjoy trap? Oh, dude, I didn't even download it. Oh, well, there's my app pick for this week. Again. <laughs> Again, damn you. No, uh, I, That reminds me, who who mentioned TuneIn? I did. That is freaking cool. Isn't it? Nice. Just saying, that that is definitely cool. I mean, because I was anticipating it was only going to be like, you know, AM, FM uh, stations from in and around my area. Uh-uh. I got police scanners on this sucker. Huh. Oh, yeah. I'm awesome. just like, uh-huh. I have uh, Christian contemporary, public classical rock, uh, top 40, adult contemporary, adult something. Okay, Jeremy, what's your pick? Mine is call confirm because when I was rocking the, the, the D1, I called people in my pocket. So call confirm is just a little uh, added layer of not embarrassing yourself by talking to people with your pocket. It's free. That's awesome. I need to get that that. for my girlfriend. Ah, Eric. Yep. Okay. So mine is uh, handwrite. Um, (laughs) Wait. So I have what? Right hand or handwrite? Handwrite. Nice. Yes. You use. I use my right hand for handwrite. But uh, I have a. I have the original transformer. Um, I recently bought a stylus uh, because you know I wanted to start taking notes on it, and by far. Across Android and the iPad, this is the best handwriting app, uh, note-taking app that I've used. So what I like, and if you're watching the video, all none of you, I will show you that you can write anything on the screen. And what it does is it will shrink down your handwriting and put it all in line so it's like you're actually writing on lined paper. Oh, Um, nice. So I'm used to looking at my crappy handwriting anyway. So it just makes things a lot easier. Um, 
it's uh, they have a free version that's ad supported, and then there's another one that's like a few bucks in the app store. But uh, I really dig it. So if you like to take notes or just screw around, it's a great app. Kids just screw around too much. Yeah. Quit screwing around. Damn kids taking their notes and <laughs> causing a ruckus. Nice. All right. Um, oh, I got one for this Joey, week. Go. Uh, this one is the one that I got made fun of for in the pre-show. It's called PP Timer. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm done. And it has Good night, nothing guys. to do with your six-year-old or any other bathroom habits. What? Uh, it's very, very handy. It's a freebie. Uh, it's available both the Android and the Amazon uh, uh, the app stores. And it gives you um, a variety of small tasks. Turning on the Wi-Fi, turning off the white fl- uh, Wi-Fi, turning on and off flight mode. Turning on silent, vibrate, or normal, uh, rebooting the phone, turning off the phone, an alarm clock, changing the wallpaper, automatically recording audio. It can automatically send a text, and it can automatically take a phone call for you. That's brilliant. Shrimp gumbo, shrimp salad. Shrimps. It can take a phone call for you. You can yes, take this phone call. Up the phone. <laughs> oh, you I can. thought it would actually talk to people and do my work. That would be great. Uh, no, it hasn't gotten that far. But I, I, I got to say, what I'm doing for, uh, with it is I've got it on the Nook color, and I just have it automatically reboot the thing once a day. Um, it's cleared up a few system issues, and I don't have to worry about it or think about it. But, I mean, this is ideal if you're going, um, say, for instance, you want to have the phone go on uh, silent mode while you're sleeping. You can set it that way. Um, you can have it automatically shut down at a certain time. It's great. Hell yeah. yeah, Joey, I'm looking at this in the market, and it's breaking two cardinal rules for me. Uh-oh. Number one. Uh-oh. Too much Chinese writing in the screenshots. Oh! Freaks me out a little bit. Get out of thing, here! Look at the permissions on, like, it can send, like you were talking about, it can send text messages, it can record audio, it knows your location. Yeah, this is a little bit too much for me. Yeah, oh, I can't. So it uses the Carrier IQ API? What you <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> It's just it's, it's just the IQPP. Awesome. All right. You guys you guys are the best. You guys are like my family away from my family. <laughs> Which is um, better I, than your actual family? I'm really sorry. It's getting there. It's <laughs> Mom, Galaxy Nexus, Transformer Prime. That's all. Happy birthday to me like 3 freaking months ago. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to just go ahead and throw out uh, if you guys are into like free music and stuff like that, SoundCloud, I just want to say SoundCloud has a beautiful app for Android. And I don't use services like this very much, but because I write hip hop, I have a SoundCloud account and I have people that make beats that, you know, I'm friends with and I follow. What I really like about the SoundCloud app is that when they share or post something new or anything like that, you get the notification on your phone instantly and you can play it right there. And it, I don't know, it, that is how an app like that should be done. I think they completely nailed it and it's only getting better. Each iteration is, is just great. So SoundCloud, that's my app pick. And if you guys want to follow me, it's soundcloud.com slash the jam hole or the jam hole.com slash soundcloud. I don't know. It's up there. So, uh, is that everybody? Any other uh, closing thoughts? 
I have to. The name of mine was called Jelly Defense, not Jelly Wars. Joey Defense, got it. <laughs> jelly, je, je, jelly, as in like I'm just jam and quit jelly. Quit screwing around. <laughs> you screw around too much. You know jam that was the defense. name of the uh, sidekick of the gangster in uh, Analyze This and Analyze That was Jelly. <laughs> I never yeah, saw that. Yeah, but those. that guy's hardcore. Mm. Jelly Defense. Oh, it's got the little fuzzy red guy. Oh. Actually, <laughs> All right, guys. Two ninety nine. What do you think? I made a money. GTF. It was free yesterday. Oh, sorry, man. Just oh, snooze, oh. you lose, man. That's what happens. That's the whole Woot business model. Woot. Every day, I, check I, that I, Amazon App Store. Rip that APK and mail it to me. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you, guys. It's been a blast as usual. Episode eleven. Yeah. Thanks for. Thanks for me coming late. Sorry, I'm on the phone. Hey, Internet's down still. It, so. No worries, man. This was episode 11, though. So I, I, I like doing this show. This is a great show. We're going to keep on doing them. Uh, AttackoftheAndroids.com. That'll get you to our iTunes page until we can get a, a nice little site made, start doing some live shows. But until that happens, BufferOverflowShow.com slash live. We'll be uh, broadcasting right from there. We'll start doing these live. We'll get you guys some cameras, hopefully. We'll get a budget, hopefully. <laughs> uh, you guys can email show at attackoftheandroids.com, uh, facebook.com, search Attack of the Androids there. We have a Google Plus page. You can leave us messages, 406-204-4687. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you, Joey, Jeremy, Eric, Seth. It's been a pleasure serving Word. with you, gents. We'll, uh, yeah. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. It's attack of the edge. It's attack of the edge.